Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and that you are having a wonderful week. Today I want to talk with you about three different things that I think are really important to do before you start your backyard garden. So we're just going to talk about some things that I think it's super important. We get really excited and we want to just get going and get everything planted, but I think it's really important to do these three things and kind of have some time of planning before you just jump in. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. So if you are like me, you probably, if you've decided that you want to start gardening, then you are probably reading all of the things and just ready to get started and get stuff planted in the ground. I'm the kind of person who, whenever I want to take something on, I want to go all in and I want to do it now. (laughs) So I just want to say from experience looking back, I think that there are a few different things that you can do before you actually start planting that will be really helpful in making sure that you're actually able to be successful with what you've planted and then also that you're going to keep it at a level that you can maintain and not get a little bit overwhelmed with biting off more than you can chew especially if it's your first year gardening and you're not really sure what you're doing so let's just go ahead and jump right in The first thing that I think you should do is to actually decide how much time you want to spend on your garden. And so I think that this can be really important to look at your schedule, look at your children's needs, look at if you plan to have them helping you in the garden, which by the way is a wonderful learning experience, but I will tell you it does slow you down. So if you are planning to have this as either some kind of activity or interest for your children, if you're going to use it as a learning opportunity, anything like that, which by the way, it can be amazing for even building speech. Like you can just build a lot of vocabulary out in the garden because you're coming in contact with so many different things. So I think it's a wonderful resource, but I think that If you are planning to do this with your children, you'll have to be realistic about the fact that it is going to take you longer if that's how you plan to do it. And I kind of do a mix of both. So if I'm, because I have grown my garden every year and as it's gotten bigger, there are things that I just quickly get done by myself and then I will pull them in to do other things as well. And that has worked well for my family. But I think just looking at your schedule and being honest about how much time do you actually have every day to devote to taking care of your garden. And if that's 30 minutes, then, you know, deciding how much space you actually want to plant in, what kind of container. Do you want to plant in a container? Do you want to plant in the ground? Of course, with containers, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, it's going to be a lot less maintenance. So if you do have limited time, that might be a better route for you to go. Although, obviously, you are looking at oftentimes more expense 
whenever you do that. So you just have to kind of weigh those options. But I would say coming up with a plan of how much time do I actually have to dedicate to this? And then how much space do I actually want to dedicate to this? If you're like us, we're just doing this in our backyard. So we have dedicated a decent amount of space, but we did not do that starting out. We started small and then moved up from there. So just being realistic, being honest about your schedule, not thinking that you're going to have an hour every day to spend on gardening whenever currently there's no way that's actually possible. So if you plant so much stuff that is going to require an hour a day to take care of, the likelihood is it's going to end up dying and you're going to feel like you've wasted your time and your money. And the goal is for this to be a positive and successful experience. It doesn't mean that things won't die along the way because they absolutely will. But overall, we want it to feel like a positive and successful experience while also understanding that along the way failure happens and that's just part of learning. The second thing I would say is to also sit down and be very intentional about the things that you actually want to plant. I love seeds. I like to start a lot of my stuff from seeds myself. It's a great way for me to grow fun varieties and try new things. So I tend to get a little seed happy <laughs> when I'm buying my seeds. And now that we have more space, that works out okay. But I think when you're starting out, just being very intentional about what it is that your family actually eats on a daily basis that you know if you grow, you could replace that, the thing that you would buy from the store, you can replace that with what you're growing in your garden. And like I've mentioned in other episodes, if there are foods that you are wanting your children to try, that might be a great option as well of something that you would want to grow. I just think it's taking the time to maybe pick the, if you're starting small, pick the like three or four things that you want to grow and just be very intentional about planting those specific things. And the other thing to look at when you're making this list is if you're picking those three or four things, then you need to look at what kind of space they require. Because obviously, like a green bean that is a bush bean does not take up a lot of space, but it's also not going to produce a ton of vegetables per plant. But that would be something you could pick and eat fresh every day. Something like lettuce isn't going to take up a ton of space. It's super easy to plant in a container. So those are things that wouldn't require a lot of space. But if you're wanting to plant things like watermelon, then especially if you can find like a smaller watermelon that you could trellis up, if you're going to put plant watermelon on the ground, it is going to require a lot of space. The same with things like pumpkins. So you have to look at your list and say, okay, what do we feasibly eat every single day or at least on a weekly basis that would actually make sense for us to grow in our backyard? Or what are the things that I really would like my kids to try? And then look at how much space is required to grow those things to make sure that you actually have the space in order to grow it. Because if you don't, then again, you're often setting yourself up for failure because the plants aren't going to have the space that is required for them to grow and to produce fruit. So I think that's super important to just take that time. You know, it, this really doesn't have to take that long. It could take, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of just planning it out. Just taking the time to do a little bit of reading and just being intentional about what it is you're doing and what your plan is, and then just moving forward from there. The third thing that I think you should do before you get started is gather your supplies. So deciding, are you planting in a ground? If you are, how are you going to do that? Are you going to, like what we have done when we plant in the ground is we put down like a paper, like a cardboard or something like that. And then we do several inches of compost and then we do several inches of mulch, which works well for us. But we also have raised beds 
And depending on how deep they are, um, we often will put down a layer of like sticks and stuff like that. And then we'll throw compost and then soil on top of that. So it's just taking the time to gather the supplies that you need. So soil, if you need sticks, if you're filling any kind of bed, or if you're going to do something like a green stock planter, that really is only going to require the soil that you need to get started and just filling that. And then obviously you would also have to purchase the planter. Just making a list of the things you need. So what is it that you're going to grow and what is it that you're going to grow it in? And then what do you need in order to do those things? And then when it comes to things like you need to fertilize your plants later on, that can always come like in a in a short period of time afterwards. You don't immediately have to fertilize your plants, especially if you're planting them in something that has like you're planting some with compost or you have potting soil, potting mix, which already has nutrients in it, then that's going to buy you a little bit of time so you're not immediately having to feed your plants, which I think kind of helps because it kind of gives you that space to just get everything planted and then breathe for a minute instead of immediately thinking, oh no, now I've got to feed all of these things or they're going to die. And so I think that's extremely helpful as well. And then the last thing I think I would say, which this is just kind of a bonus tip, is to get your family involved and to kind of get them hyped up about it. This is obviously going to look different depending on what your family dynamics are and what kind of disability or struggle you have with your children. And so it's definitely going to be very specific to you. Again, if you have a child who is nonverbal, you may not be able to necessarily hype them up by talking about the garden, but it might be something that it's more once they get out in it, they get to experience it. Or if you have a child who has some kind of physical limitation, then obviously you might be able to have a conversation with them and hype them up and let them know how fun it's going to be. So it really is just getting very specific with your family. But I think getting your family involved and getting them excited is so, so, so beneficial. And I think that it also helps to encourage us on because gardening can be hard. It's very rewarding and it's very fulfilling for me, but obviously it's also physical labor and it is time consuming at times, depending on how big you have your garden. We have the biggest garden we've had this year and it has taken a lot more time. But again, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, you get to decide how big or small you want it to be. This is just the the choice that we have made. But what I love is that I have included my children along with this and A few days ago, we were planting a bunch of pepper plants out in the garden and we allowed the kids to come out there with us and we just made it a family thing and everyone planted and had a great time. And one of my kids at the end of the day told me, this was the best day ever. I loved planting the plants or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was just really special to me because it reminded me that sometimes whenever my back hurts because I've been bent over you know, for five hours planting seeds and plant starts and all of that, that it's worth it because not only is it sustaining my family and giving them healthy food and it's exposing us to nature, but also it is creating experiences for my children that I know that they won't forget whenever they get older. And that to me is probably the most rewarding thing of it all is the fact that it really can create that time of bonding and of building relationship around something that's very healthy, that's healthy for your body, healthy for your mind. And I just love that. And so I just want to encourage you to plan ahead and take the time to be intentional so that you can have those moments of success too, where you look back and you realize that you've given your children this gift of being able to enjoy the garden. 
So I hope this has blessed you and I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.